0: let's um, greet our neighbors, um, say good evening to your neighbor with a smile and um, welcome them to church. Okay, <laughs> um, today is part three of Daniel, we are studying Daniel. And today, we're in part three. If you are new to Thrive, um, we have Bible study format. So everybody should have an outline by now. If you don't have an outline, you could wave and the ushers will get one to you. Now, the idea is that you fill the um, the blanks where they are and you fill the spaces that have been provided. You, You take down the notes, you know, and and all that. Now, when you leave, you are expected to file these notes week after week after week after week, and um, by now, some of us have a volume building up already. Um, Okay, so today we are in part three of Daniel. There's this story of a um, father and his teenage son, so the, the, the father would usually pay someone to mow um, their their lawn. I mean, the grass in the lawn and cut the lawn um, periodically and keep it in shape, you know. But everywhere around the house, you know, and um, because he was a busy man. Now, the teenage boy felt, I need some money that. I'd you are paying this man this much, you know. <clears throat> let me let me do the the task, and and you pay me, you know. And the, and the father agreed that I mean, why not? I mean, if my son wants to do the work, I'd rather patronize my son than an outsider. So he engaged this boy, and he said to him. Um, mow the lawn, and I'll give you the same amount I'm giving this um, organization. And you can use my lawn mower, so you don't need to, I mean, buy one. So the boy was taking care of business as far as the lawn was concerned, doing a fantastic job, and the father was happy. So week after week, he was paying him um, what he would have paid the mowing company. Then after a while, the the boy noticed that the dad always goes out and in the house through a particular route. And there's a portion at the back of the house that the man hardly sees, you know. So the boy thought to himself, I will still mow that part, you know, but I will mow all this part like five times if I mow that part once, you know. And, and, and he was doing that. And he was getting away with it. And the man, you know, wouldn't know. And the, and the man would pay him. Now, uh, you're already feeling bad for him. <laughs> Aren't you? Now, um, as it went, the grass in that corner of the back grew. And the dad came back from work. And the dog wanted to play um, with the dad. So the dog... You know, wanted the dog to throw stuff, so he would fetch it, so the, the dog threw a few balls, and the, the dog fetched it, was excited to have the man, and the man fling the ball, bounced on the wall, went to the back, and waited for the dog, and the dog, you know, didn't come back on time. So the father went to check out the dog. Apparently, the, the, the ball was stuck in the bush that the boy did not move, and the, boy, the, the dog was trying to get the ball. And the father looked at the bush, called his son. What should he do? <laughs> walk him, right? He did not walk him. said to him, son, you have been cheating me and cheating yourself. So, you are going to cut this grass, go upstairs and bring your barbing kit, the boy brought his barbing kit, he brought out the scissors from his barbing kit, Give the boy the scissors, Since says, you are going to use the scissors to cut the bush just like the other one and he went inside. And the boy, for like four hours, he did not even get anywhere, you know. And the father came out, hugged him, had mercy on him, and took him in. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, many times, from the time I said, there was a portion of the lawn that the boy was not mowing. Everybody here, we already we knew where the story was going, didn't you? Who didn't know where, where the story was going, that it was going to get caught? Everybody, we, we knew exactly where the story was going. That is going to hurt badly for this boy. But unfortunately, we play the boy every time. And we hope. We always hope in our own case to be different. We always hope that, oh, you know, if the boy had thought his father would discover, would he try it? And if this is this it for us to look at that story and look at this boy and, and think, come on, there's no way you can get away with that? but we do it every time. And God is telling you today that you need to step up. You need to step up. Husbands do it to their wives. Wives do it to their husbands. Children do it to their parents. Employers do it to their employees. Employees do it to their employers. We kind of think that That portion of the the moon will not be discovered. But like when we were hearing that story, we we felt that movement in our stomach, this boy is in trouble. It's the same thing. The moment we begin to cut corners, angels are shaking their head. She has started again. There he goes again. So today, I'm, I'm trusting God that we will draw strength from scriptures in the name of Jesus. I'm trusting God that we will learn from Daniel. As we know, the, the, the study is broken down into three sections. They open the um, main part which is study and discussion and the commit section. So we we kick off immediately with the study, um, with the open section. And we just want to um, share a little bit. Have you ever taken a shortcut at a job or on your own work or school work because you thought you wouldn't get caught? How did that go? Who wants to help us? You know, this, this kind of question, I love this kind of question because I can call anybody. Everybody, everybody has a story, this kind of story to tell. <laughs> Everybody has. But who wants to volunteer and um, and be vulnerable? Okay, yes. There's a hand there. Um, you need to let me know when if there's a hand there, right? Cool. Yes.
1: God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, I remember my final year exam in school um, performance. That's the name of the course. So, I also play a piece, a classical piece. And then, I'm not the type that likes to play from the piece. I would rather listen to my friends play. And from there, I just grab it and, you and know, play. And play it. Yeah. So, uh, we had an external imagilator. And then, I went into the hall with, without the piece that I already know. I went with the other one I know. Right. So, I started playing. And the man said, "Stop. Play from bar so 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 and right. that." And you couldn't. In fact, <laughs> I, could, I couldn't <laughs> play. And it was like so. I I, I I tried to be smart. I I played, you know, had to with the final exam. And, you know, just it's not pass. one of our friendly lecturers. Okay. They're like, okay, I just played something. He said, "No, play from so bar." And my colleague like. Not from there, not from there, not from there. He now whispered, Then I tried to play, then I'm like, Where's your piece? And that was it. It wasn't there. It wasn't there. And in fact, I started crying because <laughs> <laughs> but the other lecturers knew I could play, so they begged for me, and I made uh, the course a B, not an A. Uh,
0: thank you for sharing that, you know. Shortcuts. Whenever you take shortcuts, you cut yourself short. Many times, when we take shortcuts, we think we are smart. But you see, every time you take shortcuts, you cut yourself short. So really, it's for your own good. You know, I I was sharing with someone a few few days ago, and I was saying that, you know, and the reality of when when you actually go through the straight and narrow, and, 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 and follow God, the reality is that we are not doing God a favor. Many times, you know, even when, we are, even when we've been good, we feel that, you know, God should be happy, you know. I mean, I, I mean I've, I've done him a... But really, we are not doing God a favor. Okay, thank you again for sharing that. Um, the next open question is, our character... It's not a question, actually. It's a statement. Our character is revealed by how we act when we think nobody is watching. Our character is revealed by how we act when we think nobody is watching. What you should underline, and if you can write it in bold, Is think. Because many times we think nobody else is watching. But we just think. But we don't know. We think that nobody else is watching. We think. Most people will not cheat if they know that somebody is watching. Do you know that? Most people will not cheat, will not take the shortcut. Most people will not do that thing that they will be ashamed of if they know that there's someone that is watching. The question is, who says someone is not watching? Someone is always watching. If, if nobody physically is watching, someone is watching. And it can be scary because, I mean, even physically, people are watching. You'll be surprised. People are watching. I'll give you you an example. I think I've shared it before. Uh, My wife and I were on vacation in one, I mean, remote place on earth, you know. It was a remote place far away from this nation that I thought that no one knows we are here. Right? That was my thought. No one knows we are there. So, I was just teasing, you know, with my wife. I were like on an escalator. And I think I was, you know, just flirting with her, you know, how these things go. And on top of the escalator was a lady that said, Pastor Fermi. <laughs> I almost fainted. Why? Because what if that was not my wife? what if I'd taken a babe to a far country? <laughs> I said, no one in God's house is here. So we just say, pastor, trouble. Now, I mean, that's even <laughs> human you know. Obviously, I mean, then my wife didn't understand why I was embarrassed, you know. She was like, ah, what is this? You know, it's nothing. But I thought about many things in that moment. They that stay in glass houses, don't throw stones. Read Daniel. We are diving straight into the study and discussion questions. Daniel 1, 5 to 6, and we'll read 8 to 20. Daniel 1, 5 to 6. It says the king assigned them a daily portion of food and wine from his own kitchens. They were to be trained for three years, and they and then they were to enter the royal service. Daniel, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were four of the young men chosen, all from the tribe. Of Judah, verse eight. But Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to him by the king. He asked the chief of, the, of staff, the chief of staff, sorry, he asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat these unacceptable foods. Now God has given the chief of staff both respect and affection. For Daniel, God will give great men both respect and affection for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. But he responded, I'm afraid of my Lord the King, who has ordered that you eat this food and wine. If you become pale and thin compared to the other youths your age, I'm afraid the King will have me beheaded. Daniel spoke with the attendant who had been appointed by the chief of staff to look after Daniel, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Please test us for 10 days on the, a diet of vegetables and water, Daniel said. At the end of the 10 days, see how we look compared to the other young men who are eating the king's food. Then Make your decision in light of what you see. The attendant agreed to Daniel's suggestion and tested them for 10 days. At the end of 10 days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned by the king. So after that, the attendant fed them only vegetables instead of the food and wine provided for the others. Daniel gave these four young men, sorry, God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. And God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meanings of visions and dreams. When the training period ordered by the king, was completed. The chief of staff brought all the young men to King Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked, to, talked with them, and no one impressed him as much as Daniel, Ananiah, Michael and Azariah. So they entered the royal service. Whenever the king consulted them in any matter requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, He found them ten times more capable than any of the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdom. May you be found ten times more capable than your colleagues in the mighty name of Jesus. That's the story. So we go straight ahead. Why? Did, did dietary experiments have such positive results? Does this story teach us that we should be vegetarians? Why or why does it? You know, people read these kind of things and they, and they say that we should be vegetarians. That, you know, even Daniel, when they were vegetarians, they came out, you know, robust and all that. Does it? Doesn't it? What do you think? What's the scripture really telling us? who wants to go? Okay:
2: Okay, um we have um why does the dietary experiment have such a positive result? I believe it's because it was backed up by God's power. It was a healthy meal, and it was eaten with faith by Daniel that he was going to sustain him. Um, The second part that says, does this story teach us we should be vegetarians? Not necessarily, but for me, it reveals to me that God's recommendations will always turn out to be the best. Even if he drank just water, it would have been the best.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So even if he drank just water, does that mean he should be coasting? He should all be (laughs) coasting. You know, so, you know, uh, yeah, so that shows that there's some value in, in it, you know, but doesn't, it's not an instruction to be vegetarian. In fact, I think that he, he, he said vegetable and water because that is what the attendant can easily get without having, because if he's not eating what's provided, who's going to pay for his food? So it has to be something that he can just pluck and, you know, make happen for them you know, and the attendants would not have to incur any bill, you know, and Daniel obviously didn't have money to buy his own food. So, it had to be something cheap, something readily available like vegetables and water in that culture. Okay. Read verses 11 to 13. What does Daniel's response to the chief official tell you about his character? 11 to, 14, 11 to 13 says, Daniel spoke with the attendant who had been appointed by the chief of staff to look after Daniel. Ananiah Michelle, and Azariah, please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water, Daniel said. At the end of the 10-day See how we look and make your decisions from there. So what does that tell you about Daniel's character? What does that tell us? Okay. Is There's is a there hand there. Just put up the hand so that... I mean, I'm not the one giving the mic. Anybody else? Yes, thank you.
1: Uh, um, I think from Daniel's response, it shows that um, he's a bold person he was bold. Yes, despite, you know, the conditions they were in, he was able to speak up. He wasn't intimidated. He was a captive. I mean, he didn't have any rights. He wasn't intimidated by everything going on. Absolutely. Yes, and he he knew what he stood for, so he had to uh, make make that clear to the um, chief official. Okay,
0: awesome. So, that speaks of his boldness. He wasn't intimidated, you know. Many people would have You know, like, I think I've said this a couple of times. Many people would have given a testimony in church, you know, that, oh, out of all the captives from Judah, we were the ones that are in the king's palace. But guess what? God has not finished yet. The testimony is still plenty. We are eating from the king's table. Praise the Lord. You know, that would have been some people's, I mean, the response. You know, sometimes, I'm sorry, you know, sometimes I'm grateful for all the testimonies and a lot of our testimonies are fantastic, praise the name of the Lord, and they, they glorify God. However, we get some, one or two testimonies that sometimes when you hear them, you're like, okay, <laughs> so thank you, it speaks of his boldness. Who else, what else can we see here, think um, about Daniel? Okay, there's the hand there, there's a the hand at the back. So we take those two and we move on. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think Daniel does have uh, an unwavering faith. Um, when he asked um, the chief of staff to, uh, to allow him to eat vegetables and water, and the chief of staff could, did not, he went further to ask the person that was in the charge. attendant, yeah. So, <laughs> and he also, he took a bet on what he was doing. Right. You know, he took a big bet. So he really trusted God and was sure that um, what God has for him was right. better than what the king right. was ha- had to offer. Right. So, it shows that he had faith. You know, he, he knew what he was saying was going to work. So, he said, try it. If it doesn't, you judge for yourself. Okay. There's a, there's a hand at the back.
1: Um, I think from the scriptures, it was Daniel that spoke up.
0: Because there were four people, but it was Daniel. He had leadership uh, characteristics in him. Right. He spoke up for the the remaining three people. And uh, like uh, my brother was saying, he had faith in God. He knew that even if it was just two days, God is able to um, prove that test. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So he he was a leader. He provided leadership. Interestingly, whenever you see Daniel with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it's Daniel that's providing leadership. And that is important. Also, I mean, sometimes you're wondering, is it because he was the one that wrote the book? You know? I mean, we'll find out when we get to heaven. There's a there's a <laughs> there's a hand there. There are two hands there. So let's take those two. Hopefully they will strike on something that um, I, I want to hear. Yeah. processes you put on the mic before you hand it over
1: Daniel yeah. was passionate about what he believed in he wasn't ready to give it up
0: he was passionate passionate and, and he, he was ready, ready to to, yeah, okay. to target it. awesome
1: awesome yeah I think he was goal driven and very disciplined as well because he puts um, a 10-day mark right and doing that you obviously are confident with yourself You're goal driven and you're very disciplined. Right.
0: Okay, fantastic. Okay, so I will just add to all these um, uh, fantastic responses that Daniel understood authority. He he respected their authority. He he didn't just carry the placard, he didn't just um, revolt. He took he sought permission. It's like, can we do this? Can we do that? Most people will take the food and go and point away and hide because they are afraid. They don't want people to know they are Christians. And at the same time, they become rebellious because they'll be, they won't have immediate permission, you know, to do what they, they wanted to do. You know, so it's, 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 he understood that. Look, let me seek these people's counsel. I mean, permission, so that I am, I am fine. Um, with that, that, is, that is big, you know. If you want to work in, in the palace, that is very big. If you want to work in the palace. Um, the next question is verse 8. Verse 8 says, Daniel determined not to defile himself by eating that food. Now, the question is this. What does the word... Defile mean? What does what comes to mind? What comes to your mind from our culture and your experience when you hear the word defile? Why would it say food would defile him? That is the that's another dimension, anyway. But first and foremost, when you when you hear defile, what comes to mind, you know, and why is food an issue of defilement in this case, you know, if I may add that third question to that um, segment. Yes, please. Something
1: um, abominable before the sight of God. Okay, so, so when you... did not want to... So when
0: you heard the fire, you think something abominable. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, can you give her the mic? You know, that, that is big grammar. Can you break it down for us? You know,
1: <laughs> like um, when you commit, when you do, like commit a sin, but if you want to put it in context of the society, you go against um, a particular belief or um, culture.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. That's what you mean. Fantastic. Um, anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? Okay. There's a hand here. You take that. And, um, okay, then we take that. Yeah. Just go ahead and talk.
2: I believe that Dinah thinks that the food is unclean. Okay. The food is not is not sanctified. It's not a sanctified food for him. That humanity. the
0: food will make him unclean. Yes. Okay. And pollute him. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah.
3: Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, um, the word defile means spoil, taint, desecrate.
0: Right. Is that from Google?
3: Desecrate is from Google. It's from Google. (laughs)
0: Okay. Okay, that's what it means. So in our culture, what what comes to mind when you hear that? What comes to mind?
3: Well, I think for me, if I think in terms of um, food that not everything we eat is right. good for us. It's good for it us. Yes. Or too much, well, in our culture, maybe too much of everything. Okay. Or there are some things we can eat that are not good for us. Okay, fantastic.
0: With those three questions, I think we are good with that. Um, but I just want to point out that saying in, in, in among the Semites, the, the Semites are the people in the, um, in, the, in the Middle East. They are called the Semitic people. Um, in the middle is the Jews, the Arabs, and, and all that stuff. Among them, when they say that there is bread and salt between us, when a, when a Semite say that there's bread and salt between us, you know, what they are saying is that there's a, there's a relationship, there's a connection, there's a covenant that has been confirmed by us sharing a meal. Sharing a meal is a big deal for people from that side of the world. So, which is why when you look at even Jesus... It says that somebody that has dipped his hand in the same bowl with me is going to betray me. It was a big deal, you know. I mean, and it says to us, we have to, you have to eat of my flesh, the, Lord, the Holy Communion. If you, don't, if you don't eat it, you are not a part of me, you know. When you, so eating, eating kind of, it's a way of, if you, if you will, it's an initiation into a relationship, into friendship. If, if you come to my house, I can give something to drink. If I don't give you something to eat, we have not connected, you know. That's, <laughs> that's how it is. I'm not saying that if, because I've not given you something to drink. No, that's not what I'm saying. After all, we all eat together at God's Prayer against service, don't we? And there's, there's, there's bread and salt between us. <laughs> so, and from Scripture, eating together from the same table, from the same kitchen is a big deal. So one of the reasons, in addition to defilement and all that, because a lot of these foods are sacrificed to idols before they are actually prepared, you know. But in addition to that, eating on the same table with them and from the same kitchen, from the same table, would be connecting with their their ideology, with, with their way of thinking, with their system. And Daniel decided, if I am going to triumph, I cannot conform. And that's the challenge with many of us. We want to conform. And we don't know that as soon as we conform, we've lost the power to triumph. In fact, Hebrews, I think Hebrews 12 or Romans 12, it was talking about us being transformed and not being conformed to the world. God doesn't want us to conform to the systems of the world. But unfortunately, people think because people think oh i need to be a part of that clique to get ahead in this business i need to be a part of that that then is showing us you yourself you have you have a clique that assures you of dominating ah <sighs> did you get that i pray you do because it's big And he was a young boy, and he was so clear, I will not eat this food. Delicacies, I mean, imagine the food from the king's kitchen, king's table, the best wine, flange all the way. And the guy said, no. Yet, even Uh, This season, as a church, we are fasting, right? We say, fast for just 21 days. Some people say, lie, lie. I know some people that are determined not to fast. They say, pastor, the previous God, reading said, I've not been fasting and God has been doing my miracles. So why why would I? You people, you should do and do the fasting. We will come and collect the miracles. (laughs) It's okay. But you see, you need to understand that where God is taking you to, you need to fast. You know, if you we were here on, um, was it on Monday that we had the Solid Minerals um, <coughs> the Seminar? Someone was sharing about the people of the world. There's a particular wealthy guy in this country that the ritually went through. And it does consistently. Most Christians don't even do it. We we, we just want shortcuts. God said it. I believe it. I said to it. the world, does not work like that. President of the world. heaven yields to the highest bidder. Heaven always delivers to the highest bidder. If the unbeliever will pay a more superior price than a Christian, the unbeliever will continue to dominate. It's, it's sad. It, it, may not, it may not even agree with some people's theology. It says, but, but Jesus died for us. Yes, Jesus died for you so that you can have access, so that you can come boldly to the throne of grace. But you have to come. Jesus died so that our prayers can make, can have meaning. But we have to pray. Jesus died so that we can, we can have a relationship with the Father. But you have to develop the relationship. That's how it works. Praise the name of the Lord. So that's why an Elijah can, said, can say that there will be no rain. Ahab was married to Jezebel. Jezebel was Paying a price on that altar, whatever altars that she had, Elijah can come out and say there will be no rain in this land except at my word. And what happened? There was no rain. Ha! Don't you want that kind of power (laughs) to stand for God? Heaven yields to the highest bidder. If you flip to the back, um, the second page, what does it mean that Daniel resolved not to defile himself? Then the second question, you know, pushes that forward. It says, what do you suppose Daniel and his friend would have done if the chief of staff wasn't impressed with the diet experiment? They carry out an experiment. Try us in this and see. What what do you suppose they would have done? Anybody? Okay. The hand there, there's a the hand there. Keep the hands up, please, and, until you get the mic. Whoever gets the mic yes first. God. Hallelujah. I think they would
3: have insisted okay. on their position and they would have trusted God to see them through it. For the outcome. For the outcome, yes. Okay.
0: Praise Thank you. The, <coughs> yes.
4: Praise the Lord.
0: Hallelujah.
4: They will not have, um, if they did not, if the chief of staff yeah. refused to listen to what they have told him, right. they will stand on their feet. Right. Because Daniel knew the type of God he has. That even if the chief of staff refuses, God will provide. And they will refuse not to eat that food. They will not take it. They knew God can supply them with manners from heaven. Amen. (laughs) Fantastic. An angel can just, a
0: bird can just be bringing veggies for them from the window. And and that is, if if you read the book of Daniel, you see that what they are saying is so correct. Because... When you you get to the story of the, when they wanted to put them into the very furnace, they're like, do it. You know, if you want to do it, do it. I mean, our God will save us, but in case he doesn't, we will not be here to, we will have died. But we want you to know that we will not bow. And if you check, Daniel, Ananias, um, uh, Michelle, and Azariah, four of them, there were at least 40,000 captives. At least from from Judah but only four young boys stood for God only four so it's not about the numbers it's not about the numbers those people from, from Judah they are also children of God true or false okay
1: take away from the um, favor that Daniel had for right. God's grace. I think Daniel played on the fact that he had respect and affection already from the um, chief of staff. Right. Because if he, if he had no love lost with the chief of staff, I don't think he would. Yes, he would trust God, but he won't walk boldly as what, that. What what,
0: uh, what I think. What I think you want to say, or you should say, is this. Um, it, is, it is good to seek peace with all men. Yes. So follow the path of peace first. So you, this guy likes me. Let me leverage on that. Like Paul says, said I am a Roman citizen. Why are you striking me? You know, pursue peace. Pursue that path. Let's reason. Let's experiment. You two, you will see that this thing is working. And all that. But when the robber meets the road and they don't see, Daniel will have stood. The other three of his friends will have stood. And I'm praying that you will stand. Say amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Okay. Thank you, everybody. The next question is, does life always turn out good for people will remain faithful to God? Does life always turn out good? Okay. <laughs> There's there. uh, the a hand there. Praise the Lord. Little? Hallelujah.
4: Uh, well, we can say it always turns out good because we saw Daniel and his three other friends that at the end of it all the, the king and all other ones, they saw that Daniel and his friends, they are more ru- robust, robust, more so than...
0: In this, in this story, yes, sir. it turned out good, yes. but does it always turn out uh, good? Uh, uh, but no, thank you. No. Is, 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 what do you think?
4: Uh, at times, sir, uh, it doesn't uh, turn out <laughs> good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Yes, there's a, someone there. Give them the mic now. Just give them the mic. Whoever has the mic first should contribute. Praise okay. the Lord.
2: Um, good evening, okay. sir. Good evening. It's um, a yes and no answer. Okay. Uh, it's a yes and no answer because like the disciples of Jesus, right? Uh, at the end of the day, for them physically, it didn't turn out good. But we have benefited from what they went through and right. la- people have been saved. Right. Then um, on the other hand, it could be yes. Because if the will of God is really going to be fulfilled physically, right. like the testimonies we give, then we would say it turned out good. Turn out good because they are with God.
0: There's no better good than that.
2: So maybe we should say we always look at the end. Heaven. So
0: it always turns out good. Okay. <laughs> Is that what you are trying to say? I'm just trying to help you. I'm not putting words in your mouth. Is that what you are trying to say?
2: Physically, it's a two-way thing. Okay, Sometimes what so you, have- you expect, like if you say the truth... Um, maybe something happened and he said the truth and you were thrown into prison. Right. For you, it didn't turn out good. Right. Okay, but there may be someone in that prison that God wants you to preach to maybe. to be born again. Right. Then what if maybe you picked an infection and died?
3: Absolutely. For you,
2: it didn't turn out good. But then at the end, you go to heaven. Yes. So it turned out good. So it turns out good. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Um,
1: I would like to answer by borrowing a word from somebody I heard from. Right is unspiritual it is not unspiritual to be challenged mm. but it is unscriptural to be defeated amen so being somebody faithful to God does not mean you will not be challenged right but you will always come out triumphant
0: amen amen okay that's that's a good one it is not
1: Say it, again, it is not unspiritual. It is not unspiritual to be challenged. To
0: be challenged, but it
1: is unscriptural, it is unscriptural to be
0: defeated. To be defeated. Hmm. Okay, <clears throat> thank you for that contribution. Um, okay, who, who, who thinks that it, it always ends good? Okay, who thinks it doesn't always end good? Okay, so who wants to contribute now? You want to say something? Oh, there's a hand there, I didn't know. Give her the mic and give them the mic. Whatever. Keep the hand up. I can't see you. They can't I can see you. They can't see you. You need to keep the hands up. Yeah. Until you get the mic. Yeah. Tell us.
2: God always tests his faithful. Yes. God wants to prove the heart of his faithful. Right. So he will send something. He will send assignments for them. So that he will perfect it after.
0: So does it always turn out good?
2: Yes, like Daniel now. So
0: it always turns out good. So look at Jesus now. They they killed him on the cross. Did that turn out good? Yes, because Jesus died for us to to be saved. Well, how did that come turn out good? <laughs> he rose again from the dead. He's not he's not dead. He wasn't defeated. Yes, <laughs> he was challenged, but he was not defeated. <laughs> Thank you. I just I just wanted to help you get there. Um, yes, yeah.
2: Okay, sir. Uh, for me, I'll say it doesn't always turn out good. Okay? I right. will um, speak from an example. I I I had a commitment with God and I was asked to give something to back up um, that, sh- that, that 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 thing, right. okay? And even as we speak to today, I've not seen the results. Right. Okay. <laughs> I've not I I took the bold step. I did all I was asked to do, but Till now, I've not, I've not seen the results. Still now. now, sir. now. <laughs> but I'm still holding. No, on. <laughs> no, no. You see,
0: let, let, let me just, let me just say this here. You see, which is where we need the level we need to be as Christians. We do not look at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. Because the things that are seen are temporal, and the things that are not seen are eternal. Whether you, whether you, your conclusion, whether it turned out well or not, depends on where you are looking at. If you are looking at the the, the, the physical world, or here and now on earth, you may have a mixed bag. Of some turned out good, some did not turn out good. But if you are looking at eternity, it always, always, always turns out good. Turns out good. Always. Always, always, always. So that's why you, you will see that statement made by Shedrach, Meshach, that, and Abednego, that even if we die, we want you to know That we are not saying we will not bow because he will save us. He is God. Even if he chooses not to save us, he is still God. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is where you need to get to. You need to get to a place where you are, whatever you are trusting God for. You are fasting. Maybe trusting God for whatever. A husband, a wife, finances, the foot of the womb, whatever it is. But you see, you need to get to a place where you, where you say to God, whatever the outcome, you have 100% of my loyalty. You have 100% of my loyalty. Listen, I got to the place. How many years ago now? <laughs> like eight years ago. Where I said to God, I've got to that place. You know, God keeps taking you there severally. This thing that we are even praying for, if I want to assure you today, I want you to write it in heaven. Even if you don't give me a child, I will still worship you. I said to God, that ended it. I will still give my all. It's not going to determine whether I, I, I pay the full price, whether I circumvent your assignment for my life. I will still please you 100%. I leave that to you. You see, Christianity sometimes we think is about God is the Father at Christmas. God has a plan. We are so small in His plan. We should be humble enough to see that and to submit to his overall plan. Now, everyone that takes that position, listen, none of them goes back ashamed. Not one. Not one. At least I have a child. (laughs) The name of the Lord. In case you are new and you are wondering, <laughs> you know, my, my point is this: you, we get to a point where you need to choose. The, the Bible talks in, about in Hebrews eleven. It says they saw a city and a country afar off, whose builder and maker was God, so they couldn't settle. He says, many of these people, they died without entering the promise. But God still called them generals of faith. They died believing. They died believing. You know, that's what Jesus said in, in, I I think in in, uh, Luke 11, Luke 18. That, in Luke 18, he was saying, "If, if the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? When it's talking about sort of the importunate woman, will you find faith on earth? This woman that will consistently stay there and not buckle or back down. You know, people, I've heard somebody say, God, you have this year to perform. I have been a good girl since I got born again. If after this year you don't perform, I cannot guarantee you. That's what she said. I can't guarantee anything, anything that happens is your, is your fault. When she's far gone and forgotten, God will still be God. Praise <laughs> the name of the Lord. <laughs> you know, so it's it, these things. That's, that's how it is. We have to embrace the sovereignty of God. And and even understand that the sovereignty of God is for our own good. We always win at the end. We always win at the end. If we have not won, it is not the end. You can clap alone. <laughs> Daniel stood alone. We always we always win at the end. If you check and you have not won, it is not the end. There's still some action going on. Our time is far spent. I think we should just take the remaining as homework. (laughs) It's true. I'm committed to ending at at 8. So so we'll take the remaining as homework. Let's just zoom in. Okay, let me just read through quickly. Um, Look at the following list of temptations and check the ones that causes you struggle. Just check it. The one that causes you to struggle. Cover your notes. Don't let your neighbor sit. Cheating at work or at play. Check it. I play golf. I've seen grown men. Grown men. Drop balls. <laughs> Their ball is missing. They think nobody's watching. They will just drop one. I'm like, really? You know? Cheating at work or play. Or going to prayer houses or spiritual consultants. You say we to trust God. Going to prayer houses and spiritual consultants. Laziness. Crossing boundaries with the opposite sex. Drinking or smoking. Gossiping about others. And if yours is not there. Fill in the blanks. Put it there and tick it. Daniel and his friends were far away from home. They could have rationalized any behavior by telling themselves, No one will know. So far from the temple in Jerusalem, they could reason God will not see it. We can learn from them. They are. They were in the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, their paradigm is that God is in a location, is in a temple. You need to come to the temple. We in the New Testament, our paradigm is my body is what is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I carry God around. Now, they in the Old Testament, they were kilometers away from the temple. They still feared God. We are carrying the temple and we don't fear God. This guy says something is wrong with that. Something's wrong with that. Anyway, for time, the last point Jeremiah 23 24 says, Can anyone hide from me in a secret place? God is asking, Am I not everywhere in all? The heavens and the earth, says the Lord. Psalm 94 verse 9 says, Is he deaf, the one who made the ears? Is he blind, the one who formed the eyes? Can't God see you? So straight away to our commit. Okay, so let me just read it. How does it make you feel, knowing that God sees everything? Not just our actions, but even the motives of our hearts. How does it feel? Knowing that God sees everything. How does it feel? How does it feel? Liberating? Scary? Intimidating? How does it feel? I, I, leave, I, leave, I leave that with you to wrestle, wrestle with that for a bit. How does it feel? How does it feel? When you were taking that thing, God was there. When you were doing that thing, God was there. When you were texting what you were not supposed to be texting, God was there. When you were sending pictures you were not supposed to be sending, God was where? He was there. How does that make you feel? Okay, commit section. Now, this is the commit. and We, we need to... because. We need to translate the word into action so that it can benefit us. What is that one concrete step that you will take before this weekend to align your private character with your public reputation? That thing that you ticked or the ones you were even afraid to tick in case somebody saw you, that one, yes, yes, or the one you're afraid to write in case somebody saw you. What concrete step are you going to take Before this weekend, to align your private character with your public reputation. Now, I want to challenge you to write that step down. Then share what you have written with a trusted friend or a mentor and ask him or her to follow up with you in a week about how it went. That is the key to overcoming. If you could have done it yourself, you would have. If you could have done it yourself, you would have. That is the key to overcoming. Any final questions before we pray? Since, okay, there's a hand there. So we take that question. Anybody else, so that we manage the time? Anybody else?
4: Praise the Lord.
0: Hallelujah. The
4: question I want to, I'm about to ask you, sir. About uh, last week's teaching about the names that was given to Daniel and his three friends. Um, some of us have named our children as Shadrach. Oh, yes. As, Your uh, son is Shadrach. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, since that's last week, it bothers my heart so much. It should. So, it should. how are we going to do now? Am I to change the name of the boy? Or, I don't know. You or not, should we see? Lou Shadrach.
0: Christian, <laughs> <Kristen did> <laughs> the name. Uh, change it. I mean, change it. You know, that's the source of his life. You have to change it. You know, particularly now that you know. And I, I'm sure you have, You want him to fulfill his destiny. Yes. And, and his destiny is not, what does Shadrach mean again? Is the name of one of the gods. Uh, servant of Negu or something like that. Or, or Aku. Okay. Aku. Okay. <laughs> okay. So change it, man. You know. Okay, awesome. Since there are no questions, let's bow down our hearts as we bow down our heads and let us pray. Let's just talk to God about what we have heard. I don't know what, you know. The way the Holy Spirit works is that when we hear a word like this, it speaks to many different areas of our lives. It speaks to different, many, many different areas of our lives. Talk to God about what is impressed upon your heart. The area that the Lord is dealing with at the moment. Talk to, talk to God. I don't know if you are here, you, you are not saved. Or you, you, have, you have ate at a table. You've had bread and salt between you and, and, and demonic sources. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to connect to the true and living God. Put up your hand. Wherever you are seated, I will pray together. God bless you. If I put up your hand. Put up your hand well. God bless you. God bless you. I a hand there. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. I say another hand there. God bless you. God bless you. I've, I've, I need to connect to the true and living God. I come to church. I've been playing church. But truthfully, pastor, I'm not aligned with God. Can you pray with me? I don't need you to come forward. Wherever you are seated, put up that hand. God bless you. If I put it up, put it up where... Well, Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you for everyone that is surrendering to you, Lord. We ask that you separate them totally from these strange altars in the name of Jesus. They've come to you, the true and the living God. Connect them to you, the source of life, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we, we thank you. Give you praise and glory, Lord. Every one of us, we ask. The strength that is greater than that of Daniel's, that strength, that power of the Holy Spirit. Let it saturate our beings, O oh God. Let us rise up in our own generation, O oh God, and declare your faithfulness. Honour and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' matchless name.